What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that you can also check out Freeman Mazda because they are making this show possible. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's get right into the Cowboys draft because tonight we are making some predictions. We are buying and selling some stock on some of the, sto of the top storylines surrounding the team. I feel like at this stage of the year, you kind of like get in a cycle, right? And you can talk about the same topic on a variety of different ways. And you can talk about Bijan Robinson from one point of view. You can talk about Bijan the other point of view. And also, uh, forward one week, you can do the same with one of the tight ends, one of the wide receivers. So today, just like, you know, getting the final stretch, I want to get into what are we buying? What are we selling? What do we think will happen mainly with the 26th overall pick? But we can also discuss some other stuff depending on how, how the whole thing goes. Let me read some of the comments right now over at Facebook and YouTube. Thank you to Mark Aaron. Thank you, sir. We've got Chalk saying Mo Money. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Taylor who's watching it on Facebook. Let's see here. Toxic Tom, Bruce, welcome everyone into the show. Uh, Toxic Tom. Toxic Tom remi reminding me of something that I wanted to note. Toxic Tom says, why a picture of McClay and show the general manager, our great football guru? This is the real GM of the Cowboys when it comes to the 2023 NFL draft. And I wanted, I wanted him to get that shout out here on primetime before the big event on Thursday night. Interesting comment, by the way, from Jerry Jones earlier this week during the press conference. He said that, you know, Bill McClay's one of the biggest reasons why the Cowboys have had success. And he was asked if he would make him the, the GM. And he told them that, you know, maybe when the, when the time is, because they already have a GM, obviously kind of, I wish I could say half jokingly, but even though he, he's not really like the de facto GM, Jerry Steele owns that title. But I do wonder like if, if we are near, that point in Jerry Jones's life in which it could happen. Like Will McClay could actually take over as GM of, of the Cowboys. Now, Stephen Jones would also be like the other natural successor to that throne. But I wonder how the chips will fall when it's all said and done. Uh, and maybe like, you know, Jerry has to maybe leave the team or something like that, or even wants to leave the team. Wondering how that will look like now. Toxic Tom says, hope that McClay leaves so he can be an actual GM. He deserves better than Dallas. Hey, listen, if I'm Will McClay, I might not be too worried about the title that I hold. I might be title, I might be worried about the money that's coming into my bank account. But if it's GM money and I'm being respected when it comes to the draft, which is where he specializes, I mean, why would I worry about what people call me or don't call me. Heck, if I can do my work from the shadows, even better. If the mainstream media and mainstream fan base is not going to come after me for every single decision, 
So be it. The NFL world knows who I am, right? Like that that would be my my mentality if I was Will McClay and I was running the show for for the Cowboys in the NFL draft. I think he's like getting that GM money anyways, to be honest. Uh, we've heard about some promotions here and there or some raises maybe or some re-agreements. So that's that's where I would fall, honestly, personally. So anyways, let's get right into it. Let's get into this draft conversation. Uh, we're going to do some, some buying, some selling, and I'm going to name two prospects, sort of like my final two predictions for the 26th overall pick. Now, with a bit of a disclaimer, man, if, you, if you're trying to predict and you're trying to be serious about it, uh, what the pick is going to be at 26 without looking at the board, without looking at anything like that, then you're just like, messing around and having fun. So I want to make that that uh comment real quick before we get into the predictions because it's not like I I'm trying to make a bet here or trying to, you know, get my my uh, uh pat my shoulders when it's all said and done. I'm just I just want to go on the record about what I think is most likely to end up happening on Thursday night. But before we get to those two names, let me know in the chat are you buying or selling the idea of trading up for Texas Longhorns running back Vijon Robinson? I want to start that off. I want to start with that because at this point, I don't think anyone expects Vijon Robinson to be available at 26. Like, let's put that storyline to to an end. It's not happening. So if the Cowboys want that talent on their team, they would have to trade up. Todd McShay referenced that possibility in a Dan Patrick show not that long ago. Are you buying or selling the possibility of the Cowboys actually doing that? Big time sales is tie. Bruce is selling. Lance Bell says buying, buying, buying. Uh, absolutely not, says Grant. Sachs says I'm buying if it's not too high. It needs to be a realistic number. I think you can, I mean, when would it come maybe like a conversation if you are the Cowboys, maybe he, if his lips to the 15th pick or 16th pick. So it would be costly. I don't know that you're doing this from 26 to 20, because I don't think at this point that that's where we John Robinson is going to be. Uh, we're we're going to talk a lot about grinding the mocks tomorrow night, but it's essentially this website that tries to, predict what the NFL draft is going to look like using the aggregate of the public's mocks, of the experts' mocks, and even some data science in there too. Uh, if all goes well, the plan is for us to have that conversation tomorrow with the creator of Grinding the Mocks, Benjamin Robinson. I think we're going to get very valuable insight from that conversation. So make sure that you tune in tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, because we're going to have that segment ready to go. That is the plan at least. Anyways, uh, John is being one of the biggest risers right now. Now, this is my personal theory, and I will ask Benjamin about this in, in our conversation. But my personal theory is that, you know, earlier in the process, maybe mocks were kind of considering positional value a lot. And maybe the draft Twitter community was like, okay, he's not worthy, top 15 pick, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe now that we are closer and closer to the actual event, Teams are letting us know 
oh, this is happening. Like Bijan is, Bijan is 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 gone, at at in the top fifteen, maybe even in the top ten if we if we get even crazier. So Robinson, uh, I'm selling that. I'm selling the possibility of trading up for him, and I'm selling it strongly because, for example, Toxic Tom says they're too conservative to do so. The the main reason that I would give for my sell is the fact that the Cowboys have not done that in the first round since 2012. They did it for Mojo, for Maurice Claiborne. Didn't work out. I don't see them doing doing that again because it would require a big jump. Now, I would also say that I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to trade up for for Bijan, even though you know I, I've gotten to the point in which I get it. I would be okay with that pick at 26th. I don't think you should get in a position in which you're giving up significant draft capital because I do believe that's what it would take. Not anything against the player. He's great. He's going to be great in the NFL. But in terms of how does it help my team win? And could I use that draft capital even if I trade up? Like if I trade up to the top 15, could I use it on a player that is more likely to win, to, to help my team win from a perspective of positional value, et cetera? I would just not be a fan of trading up for John Robinson. Now, this is not a Cowboys this is not a Cowboys take, but I'm also going to sell on Bijan Robinson going to the Eagles at 10th overall. That is one, one particular storyline that I am very skeptical of. I might be wrong when, when, it comes to, when it comes time to do the, the whole thing on draft night. I might be proven wrong, but I just don't see the Eagles pulling that trigger. Uh, we know how the Eagles feel about the running back position. They told us that during the free agency period had one of the best rushing attacks in the entire NFL in years, maybe, last season, with Miles Sanders as the top dog at running back, and they decided not to pay him a considerable contract and instead re-signed their inexpensive guys. I think that's, I think that's a, you know, that's some insight into their philosophy, their way of doing things. I don't see them using the 10th overall pick on a running back. I think it's more likely to be something for the trenches, whether it's offensive line or defensive line, depending on how the board looks at that point. Uh, I think that's what they'll do. Maybe they trade back. Who knows? Uh, that could be an intriguing scenario for them because there, there are going to be players at 10 that uh, even quarterbacks that could, could entice some of the teams to trade up to that spot. Uh, let's move on a little bit here, though, and let's move on to the most likely name or at least the consensus name that we're seeing in a lot of these mocks. My question from me to you is, are you buying or selling Michael Meyer at 26th overall as the likeliest pick for the Cowboys? Let me know in the chat. Buying or selling keywords as the most likely pick for the Cowboys. So this is beyond how you feel about it, how you feel about Michael Meyer, how you feel about drafting a first round tight end. This is more about, do you think it will happen or not? Uh, do you think he's the most likely player at 26th? Buying or selling? Let me know in the chat. Here we go. You guys know that, I, that I've talked about this before. I'm buying on, on Michael Meyer, man. I, I'm buying as, as the most likely pick. I have another one, though. 
I have another one that it's kind of a new one around these parts on prime time that I would put alongside Meyer as my top prediction. Now, it also has to do with who will be available in the first place. Will he be around for 26th? That, that might be the single aspect of this question that I have the most concern slash doubt. I don't know if he will be there because to many, he is the top guy at the position. At the very least, we know that he's the most rounded out prospect at the position. So let's see. Uh, buying or selling, Ron goes with selling, Gregory goes with selling, Mark buys, Bruce buys, Adam sells, Toxic buys, uh, Grant goes with selling, Sachs says buying if Gride, Addison, Robinson, and Gibbs are off the board. Hmm. Jameer Gibbs is, is a likely one to be there. Um, I'm feeling that Jordan Addison could also be there. Ron says he won't be there at 26. And this is part of the question, by the way. Like, if you think that, if, if you think that uh, Meyer is going to be in, gone in the top 15, then that's also a, a fair reason to say, you know, selling. Because that is part of this equation. For sure. I'm buying. And on a similar note, here is why. I've kind of felt like that Meyer is the top guy throughout this entire process because he has been called the most balanced guy. He has been called the uh, most uh, rounded out player as well. And as such, he's gotten the boss as the number one tight end. Interesting from grinding the mucks, it's actually Kincaid. Like if you take into account all of the mock drafts and that's what grinding the mocks tries to do, then... Kincaid's expected draft position is 20th, while Myers is like 20, 25th, I believe. Uh, and we can confirm this, 24th, 24th, per my notes. Uh, so it kind of feels like at this point, Kincaid is a top guy. Or maybe, maybe it's not because he's the best prospect. Maybe it's because he can provide more to one of the passing offenses that we'll pick near the middle of the draft. And as that F tight end, he could get that bump. Because for us Cowboys fans, we, we talk about needing a Y. Mike McCarthy talked about it during his press conference. He was asked, what would you need from a tight end to take him in the first round? And he said, he needs to play the traditional Y role. So pretty quickly, Y versus F. Y is your inline tight end. The guy that can stay into block. The guy that can run routes from an inline position and do your usual tight end stuff a la Jason Witten, a la Dalton Schultz recently with the Cowboys. Kincaid is more of a flex type player that's going to be running a lot of routes from the slot and being primarily a receiver, even more so than, than, than a, a traditional tight end. Like, sure... You will also have to line him up as an inline blocker here and there. You cannot avoid that, but you're going to use him in, in way more, more of a receiver role than that. Uh, I wonder if Kincaid would be kind of ruled out for the Cowboys because of that, but it seems to me like if both are on the board, it's pretty clear that the Cowboys would prefer Michael Meyer. He's simply 
fits that description better for the Cowboys going off of what McCarthy said. And also, I wrote about this for ADCSportsDallas.com, what a former NFL scout said. And I asked him about the potential value of taking a tight end in the first round. And I loved his quote, read it yesterday with Tyler Browning here on the show, but I will do it again. My question was essentially about the importance of a tight end on McCarthy's scheme. And his reply was, I don't know his version, McCarthy's version, extremely well, but I can speak to Andy Reid's a little better. The why, you know, same, same archetype, can be a really advantageous chess piece in it because of matchup reasons in coverage. This is obviously referring to body type, what McCarthy had to say, the usual tight end question, the ideal tight end dilemma for defenses is, okay, that guy can stay in to block, so I need a big guy on him, a linebacker, but then I can get beat in coverage. So if I put a DB on him, then he's going to bulldoze that DB in the running game. That's like the game within the game, right? And uh, you can li- and you know the former NFL scout adds, you can line great ones up all across the formation and use it to keep Prescott free information pre-snap so that his post-snap process is streamlined. What we see with the Chiefs, what we see with Doug Peterson's Jaguars, formerly Eagles to, you know, all of those pre-snap motions that give the quarterback information, that is something that you can exploit with a good why because you're not only motioning him to the slot, you're motioning him to one side of the line of scrimmage. You can shift that strong side, weak side on with, with one simple motion and kind of keep the defense guessing all of the time, right? But also clearing up the picture for, for Dak. And finally, what he adds is you can see the way Andy Reid and Doc Peterson use their tight ends, and he has played a massive role in the success they've had with the QB as coaches. So if you're, if you're Mike McCarthy, and that is your philosophy going into this whole thing, do you care about wins above replacement from PFF? And I'm not even like dismissing that as an actual tool. I do think that it is pretty obvious how a tight end to 26th helps your offense in a big way and helps your quarterback in a big way. Uh, so that's why I'm buying the, the Michael Meyer hype right now. And uh, from what I saw from the comments, we got a little bit of everything. We read some of them, uh, but I felt like we were 50-50 there, maybe 60-40, 60% buying and 40% selling that. Uh, we're going to get very shortly here into the other name that I think would be like my runner-up prediction at 26th overall for the Cowboys. Now, to be clear here, because this is the perfect perfect comment at the perfect time, Eli, are we really going to diss on Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot? I actually won't diss them because I do like them both. I think that what Jake Ferguson did as a rookie was pretty impressive, and I sure as heck want to see more of what he can do when it comes to yards after the catch. I was also pretty impressed with what Peyton Hendershot did. I kind of respect what he did. I kind of feel like he is he he might be the one that a Cowboys nation is overhyping a little bit too much. And I don't want to say like, you know, in a this way. I just want to say like, if you want to bring Jake Ferguson as an argument against a tight end to me, I'll allow that. Like, you know, Ferguson played... 40% of the snaps, more or less. He had significant yards after the catch plays. 
And he showed what he can do with the ball in his hands. Uh, Hendershot, man, Hendershot did not play enough for me to even, like, consider what his impact is on my first round pick. I'm, I'm keeping it real here. I wouldn't even consider it just based on playing time. Like, even if he had done more in the same amount of, of snaps, I would say, you know what? I just have not seen him play enough yet. And overall, like combining the two, I've said this multiple times, like you combine the two and the numbers are 30 catches, 277 yards. That's not keeping me. That's not keeping me from taking Michael Meyer at 26th overall. Like if I like the guy, he is my pick. And I have a very solid number two, which is a good thing because I want to run 12 personnel a lot. Maybe even though Kellen Moore is gone, I want to keep using those four tight end packages in the red zone and in goal line situations because I saw that it worked firsthand. I was right there in the sidelines when it worked. Like if I'm, you know, the Cowboys head coach. So yeah, going with Michael Meyer as the most likely pick. The second most likely pick. Let me know in the chat. Like who's your second most likely pick for Dallas? Or if it's not Meyer for you, who is your most likely pick for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll give you my second name, the other name that I am buying in a big, big way. But while you tell me your own prospects and uh, before I tell you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because as always, they are the ones who make this show possible. Family-owned business has been so for over 65 years so to get A-plus customer service plus a wide range of new and used vehicles, which you can check out both at their car dealership in Irving, Texas, or at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can check out the features of every vehicle, as well as pictures of the outside and the inside of every car. Check out FreemanMazda.net, very friendly website. And as always, it is time for the ride of the week here on Primetime. In this case, the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S preferred all-wheel drive. This one starts at $29,820. Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. Rain-sensing wipers. Adaptive cruise control. Blind spot monitor. And a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 33 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the ride of the week over at Freeman Mazda. Net. They're the ones who make this show possible, and we appreciate them a whole lot. Let's see some of your most likely prospects. Gregory goes with Gibbs. I like that one. I mean, as a prediction. Toxic Thompson is a wide receiver, one of the 30 visitors. Zach goes with Anton Harrison or Avila. In other words, you know, offensive lineman. My second name... <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo, I went to Freeman Mazda and asked if they knew who you were. They said they had no idea who Mo, the Steelers fan, was. That's because I'm not a Steelers fan, man. <laughs> that's, that, that's where you got it wrong. You, you played yourself, Toxic. You went in there trying to troll me. You told them that I was a Steelers fan, and they said, no, sir, I don't know who that is. But if, if you had told them that, you know, Mo had sent you, they would have told you 
oh, come right in. You want to check out the ride of the week, I'm guessing. And then I'm going to be in one of the TVs there too. Like I, I'm guessing if you go at 8 p.m. Central. I'm just kidding. I don't know if they're open at 80 p.m. Central. Uh, now I played myself with that. But anyways, uh, second name. Second name that I'm buying, guys, at 26 overall. And it's one that I wish we would have talked more about here on Prime Time. I've talked about this a lot. I think that the theme of this draft for the Cowboys will be grabbing a pass catcher for Dak Prescott. Not buying Darnold Washington, not buying uh, Dalton Kincaid at 26. I'm going with a wide receiver. And I'm going with Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Somebody also brought him up in the chat. Shout out to you, sir. Johnson and Meyer. Meyer and Johnson. Those are like the two names that I would feel the best about placing a bet on them heading into Thursday night. Big reason for that is that I don't know if the value will be there for offensive line. I think that is their biggest need. I really do. People have talked about uh, Darnold Wright from Tennessee a lot. I just don't see him being there. He has been a riser and grinding the mucks, for example, has him as a top 15 prospect now. So it feels like he's not going to be there at all. If we want to get into more details, here, here you go. Uh, Darnold Wright is 15th. Roderick Jones is 17th. And then Osiris Torrance, who is not a top 30 visit, is 31st. If you want to go check out Steve Avila, he is 40-something. I don't know if the Cowboys get to 26 and they go, you know what? Offensive line is my top priority in terms of team needs, but I would much rather have the better player. And, and I think that if, if you're trying to address one of your other needs, then that's wide receiver, and that's Quentin Johnson. Uh, let me show you what I was doing late last night after the show went live. I was printing something, getting it in a book. Shout out to Dan Brugler. This is awesome. I had never printed it out. And uh, what, what uh, you know, I'm old school like that. I, <laughs> you guys know about the index cards, the notebooks, everything. Here's what he writes about Quentin Johnson. Here's the summary of it. Overall, Johnson requires polish with his route running and ball finishing skills, but he off offers legitimate big play potential with his size, speed, athleticism, and catch radius. He has NFL starting traits with upside as he continues to develop. I think he fits what the Cowboys are trying to do. I think that he could be that X receiver for Dallas too. I don't know what the Gallup's outlook is over the long term. And I think that Quentin Johnson could be a safe bet at 26. I'm buying that. I'm buying those two names at this point. Sack says Quentin Johnson is better than DK. Are we talking about DK Metcalf there or am I forgetting somebody? That's, a, that's quite a statement, sir. That is, a, that is a strong, strong take. Julio says Steve Avila on first. I will say, if it is an offensive lineman, that's the name that I'm buying. Because I don't think Wright is there. And I think that the Cowboys like Avila better than they like uh, Torrance. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, Quentin Johnson, thumbs down. Says Mark Aaron. Now, I will say this. Jordan Addison might also be there. Jalen Hyatt might also be there. Out of those names, I would buy Quentin Johnson's stock. I really would. I'm going to get through some of these really quickly here. 
before we get out of here. Uh, but also, I'm looking forward to all of your answers in the chat. Uh, cannot believe that the draft is two days away. Uh, just as a reminder, we're, we're not going anywhere after the NFL draft. Uh, we'll still see each other every single night from Sunday through, through Thursday. So if you're new here, make sure that you tune in every night at ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, 8 p.m. Central. Also, of course, uh, Skywalker still manning the morning show. Uh, awesome content there as well. So we got you covered on your Dallas Cowboys coverage all day long, all year long. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, also, if you're enjoying what you're seeing, do me a favor and hit the thumbs up for me because that helps us put the show in front of more and more Cowboys fans, whether you are watching on Facebook or YouTube. So do that for me. We are around 70 people right now and there's like 19 likes. We definitely can get that number up. So do me a favor and help me do that. Uh, let's keep going here a little bit here. Linebacker round one. I already told you who, who I think they're picking, what I think is the likeliest uh, pick. Linebacker round one, are you buying or selling? Let me know in the chat what you think about that. Because if, if you open up pretty much any mock draft, you won't see a linebacker in there. Like the NFL appears to not be very high with, with the LVs now. So spoiler alert, I'm selling. I'm selling linebacker in round one. Selling linebacker in round one. Uh, Gregory is also selling. Catherine is selling. Lance is selling. Now it might be a bigger need than we realize. Uh, you only have Leighton Banderesh in there. You only have... Damon Clark in there as well. I think those are your two projected starters. I'm not doing more than two because your base defense is a nickel defense, whether it's big nickel or whether it's uh, three cornerbacks and two safeties. So I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like they have a lot of linebackers, but it's definitely, uh, so it's definitely a need. I'm selling that. However, here's the kicker, because I, I did that with with. Like I threw that jab. That that first question was the jab. Here comes the right hand. I'm buying linebacker in the second round. I really am at this point. The reason why is I think many of the top guys are going to be there. Like you look at what uh, some of these mock drafts suggest and what the boss is around the league for all of these insiders. Trenton Simpson from Clemson is expected to fall. I think Drew Sanders from Arkansas is also expected to fall. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys get their pick at the top linebacker on the board at, uh, in the second round. With, their, uh, with, with the 58th pick, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. Uh, there's also Hanley in there. You can also include maybe Campbell too. The Cowboys might get their pick of the top linebacker off the board that late in the draft. Wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. Obviously, if 26 is impossible to predict, so is the second round. But I'm, I'm telling you that I feel that linebacker is a very strong possibility at this point in the second round. Uh, Lance says day two will be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about BPA. We talk a lot about best player available. 26th, I do think it will address one of the top needs, even if it is the best player available. But also, 
I think uh, day two is the one that really gets into that BPA mode. And the Cowboys can, like I can see just about any, any pick there. I, I could see them going for a tight end or a wide receiver in round one and then taking the opposite in round two. Like I could see that combination happening without a single doubt in my mind. Like I, I wouldn't doubt that. I don't think they, they would try to keep it balanced intentionally. I think they would take the two weapons and not look back. But I could also see them go defensive lineman and then a cornerback in round two, even though that would be pretty crazy based on their needs. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, those were my, my, last, my last few questions here uh, for all of you. We already talked about, I had kicker written down, but we've already had two consecutive shows talking about the possibility of taking a day three kicker. So we'll leave it at that. And I'm going to read some comments here before I get out of here. Uh, Dallas has had bad luck. Says Ty with second round picks. It's scary. Says Ty. And it's, it's kind of, you know, gotten better maybe. I mean, I, maybe I'm thinking about Sam Williams only. Overall, they've done a good job in the, in the NFL draft. So pretty good stuff. Jenkins says, if you were, if you were the GM and you had your choice, to draft a tight end or trading for Cal, is that like Kyle Pitts? I really don't think that Kyle Pitts is as available as, as some would suggest. Uh, but if you tell me, like, can I get Kyle Pitts for the 26th pick? If that is a question, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know there, there will also be like, contract talk involved and maybe that's where the team would get turned off but yeah i would give up the 26th pick for for kyle pitts personally i i i think i would yeah hey kyle pitts is it's not kyle pitts fault that he plays in a very very bad team <laughs> right have people given up in kyle pitts i i have not i i really have not i would not look back Give me Kyle Pitts. I'll make it work. Maybe he's not the West Coast type tight end that, that the Cowboys are looking for. <laughs> Man, I'll make it work. I don't care. Give me Kyle Pitts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. Great question, sir. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream. And I will see you tomorrow night. I'm about to work late on an interview here. So hopefully uh you get to see it tomorrow night i think it's gonna be a very interesting conversation and one from which we will learn a lot anyways also make sure that you check out adcsports.com dallas and remember prime time is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net and the nfl draft is near very very near so subscribe so you don't miss anything thank you so much see you tomorrow Muchas gracias. Bye-bye.